Crypto Yams podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Welcome to our 80th episode of the Crypto Yams podcast. Today, I am joined by Jay, the man himself. Welcome. What's going on, buddy? Happy to be here. 80th. Wow. It's, uh, that's incredible, huh? Yes. 80th already my friend i know i'm blown away because i i didn't think that we were that you know we just counted it last episode and i'm like we're at 80 already pretty awesome let's keep it up absolutely so on our 80th episode what's going on in the markets today well from what we told you guys on friday we were looking for this pullback high or low into the mid round and all the high 21ks around 22k We've fallen into these levels as of right now and as of yesterday. Definitely still looking for continued continuation to the downside as the S&P still needs quite a bit of downside here before we see a correct higher low bounce off of resistance now support if we're going to hold it and continue the bullish momentum and structure. As far as everything looks on the midterm and macro, things are still very good at least as far as the S&P and the rest of the overall market condition looks, being that the market structures are still on our side, the FIBs are still on our side, everything looks bullish in a midterm perspective, other than maybe the short term here, which again is just, you know, more than likely a buying opportunity, um, as long as the structure and the TC and everything that we would want to see here uh, stay the same. So because Bitcoin decided to kind of jump the gun uh, a day and a half early, you know, the S&P hadn't moved until today. I still think that there's potential for going a little more lower than we first expected just because we didn't, uh, you know, it kind of, like I said, jumped the gun. So definitely levels that we could be looking for still higher low at around 21K or maybe 20,500 could come over the next day or two. Um, the four hour, I believe, has TC'd back down. We have as of around 22,200. So, as long as the daily stays TC'd up, which potentially may, you know, we may encounter some shenanigans in this zone. Um, we may see a TC down. I don't believe we'll see an invalidation. So, likely to, if we do TC down, we'll more than likely TC back up invalidating that sell over the next three to four days i would imagine Uh, money flow still looks okay in this level we could just bounce off the zero line never actually tcing down and reconfirm ourselves back up if the s p can finish off its higher low in the time that this takes Uh, i think it really all depends on when and where this s p higher low comes in if it is going to hold all the bullish momentum we have a very big week in the stock market, if, if you guys don't know, with earnings reports, um, one of the most anticipated earning reports of the year, some of the biggest companies, you know, yada, yada, yada. Everything so far from what I've seen prior to the actual earning reports looks very good. The Fed rate hike was not as high as they were expecting it to be. And I think a lot of the losses that some of these companies, you know, we were kind of expecting aren't as bad as maybe anticipated maybe two months ago so 
overall good news that they're looking to continue to kick the can down the road, at least until the fall, uh, to see where things are at and how inflation's going and yada, yada, yada. So absolutely could just see sideways continuation slash kind of more overall bullish momentum uh, in the markets over the next couple months still before things potentially change again. So really nothing in the TA has uh, really changed. If we can get around to 20 to 21K, I still think that that is really in the area of the ideal buy zone for Bitcoin at least. Maybe we dip a little bit lower, but again, as long as we maintain that higher low, um, that's really what we need to see. Um, yeah, Jay, you got anything to add to that? You wanna you wanna jump in here, my friend? Yeah. So it's uh it's funny. I haven't been in a in a session for a little bit, so sorry about that. I know my typical bearish analysis is what everyone looks forward to hearing. I mean, the world is always ending when I'm in the session. It seems like, huh? Absolutely, Jay Bear maximum uh-huh and uh but in, in this perspective it's it's kind of entertaining because it's also like you know he keeps saying the same thing every time and i don't get it well it's i don't know it's kind of boring to think about because <laughs> like i don't know two three weeks ago i think i said something along the lines of we're gonna go to like 23 5 23 3 something like that maybe a little higher and then probably come back to the teal fib 382 fib at like 21.2 or so. And it's it's playing out so far still at this point. Um, and I, it's still what I'm looking for. So uh, Bitcoin, you know, right around 20, 21,000, I think would be a good mark to see. I'm sure we'll get some sort of reaction there. Um, whether it's actually like, you know, the, the next like higher low or if it's just like a little, you know, support bounce and from there you know we we continue down further maybe we get dragged down possibly that's the whole that's the whole thing we're watching here um but <laughs> it's still working man i don't know what to say you know maybe i should have said you know we're gonna go to like 70k and it would have happened i don't know for <laughs> for some odd reason i'm doing prophecies over here but um the uh what i think in particular i do want to point out um and that's uh, i'm sharing my screen here to show I've really learned quite a bit about how these ranges work. Um, and that's whenever we have some sort of upwards push or downwards push, something big, right? So what was it? Uh, kind of like middle of June there, right? When we fell from 30,000 down to 17,000, that big down push, right? You can almost always guarantee that we're going to retest a daily wick at some point before continuation of some sort, right? And if you notice this daily wick that I pointed out pretty much on the way down at about it's it's yellow on the screen here, but it's at about 23.3, 23.4. It depends on what exchange you're on. Of course, this is on Binance. You know, here we are. We came up, we retested it. The one uh, and from there, you know, usually you get some sort of rejection of some sort with some sort of hidden bearish divergence. And lo and behold, here is our hidden bearish divergence. If you were to look at like the Wolfpack, RSI points it out too. Um, but we have hidden bearish divergence when you compare the Wolfpack now to back when we were at 30,000, the Wolfpack was higher then. So the structure of the Wolfpack is intact. It's following current price structure, right? You know, it, it looks like the, the, the structure is good. Um, but the hidden bearish divergence came in at the daily range high 
And at this point now, we're going to see if we maybe come back down and we re- and we and we do the, you know, higher low again and go from there. So uh, just something in particular I did want to point out um, to people because it, it's so common that we we test some sort of wick high on, on, a, on a big move, whether to the upside or the downside. It's I'm still leaning towards the upside happening. 25, 28, 30. You know, I, I still think that's coming, but how much further we push down before then is, you know, remains to be seen. We'll just see what TC does, of course, you know, just follow TC. But so far, things are playing out and uh, it's uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if that continues. Absolutely. Yeah, I really I really think it comes down to at this point that we don't break the daily market structure, the daily TC and the daily fib lines don't repopulate themselves in a bearish fashion because looking across the board between every altcoin between the stock market between bitcoin between eth they've all pushed into a midterm bullish posture they're all on a bullish market structure so at this point you know breaking below 19 on a closing candle basis at least on a daily perspective would be very very bad um we do not want to see the structure being broken and the fibs repopulate because that would essentially push us into more excuse me of a bear flag formation and we'd be playing out exactly what we played out between june uh, mid-may and june you know we have Mm -hmm. a very similar pattern right now as to what we saw before we dropped there as we sideways you know we consolidated we consolidated we made the higher high as you pointed out you know to that wick high and from there we piddled down and tried one more time made a lower high again and broke down so at this yep. point you know i'd say we're on about the 4th or 5th of june if we're in that same type of formation so we would still be expecting a lower high after we bottom out here but like i said there's just i we've had the three moves the you know we didn't have the bullish money flow we didn't have the market structure on our side before we didn't have the fibs repopulated into the bullish structure. There was a lot of things that weren't agreeing with a bullish move at that time. And at this point, you know, there there is like daily bullish divergence. There is market structure. There is yada, yada, yada. So there's all this, gonna, you know, confluence of bullishness. I, yeah, I don't know. They just, they liquidated so much money on the move up to 23 or 24. I think they're just reloading the gun. And it makes a lot of sense why we would have this essentially bear trap to grab as much liquidity as possible if we're going to break in because we haven't been above you know 23 since essentially the start of last month right so uh it's going to be very vital you know 25 right now 25 500 i believe is our key level structure support or resistance right now and i would say that being above 25 on a four hour upwards of daily close on on candle bodies would be very 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 strong for us here i think you see what i'm saying as jay's pointing out on the charting um you know but once we're above 25 right it's going to be very easy to get up into that 28 to 30k region at least as i pointed out in the ta getting through 25 is going to be quite difficult 23 to 25 is a whole zone of of resistance and just heavy shit essentially so Mm -hmm. We're going to, you know, it's, it makes sense that we would come up here, test it, come back down. If we continue to find the, the higher lows and we continue to test 23 to 25, 
I really would expect us to power through it and and retest those previous major levels because it is it is only a key level and we're essentially stuck between a major support and a key level resistance. It makes way more sense for us to be stuck between two major support and resistance levels, in my opinion. So saying between 20 and 30, 25 or 23 to 25 acting as almost the middle. Exactly. Yep. And that's pretty much right where we, uh, that's right where we went there. Yeah. Like mid 24. So that's definitely valid at this point. Um, and one other thing I do want to point out too, um, and I linked these charts in the share TA section. Uh, but I've been, I've been, uh, I've been watching very strictly the 2021 summer lows on many different charts and just sticking a horizontal ray on the on the bottom of 2021 summer, right? And we broke down below that on almost every chart, almost every chart, right? But if you were to do the total two, so it's the chart with everything less Bitcoin, right? So Ethereum plus all altcoins is the total too. And I know you know that, but of course I'm explaining it. Just to give some perspective on what we've done, I mean, there was a 41% rally already. So, like, it, a, lot of, a lot of the time people are going to have short-term memory in trading, right? But, like, we already rallied 41% on the total too. And a big reason why I want to point that out is the fact that the 2021 summer low, I have a, I have a, a ray here, this pink ray, You'll notice that we ran right back up to it and we tried to close the daily. Here's the daily. Look at how many times we tried to close the daily over it and it got rejected. One, two, three, four, five, eight days in a row where we tried and we rejected every single time. So it's it's kind of interesting watching that, um, you know, in bearish market structure. Support is support until you break it, right? And while we broke through the support with the volume we needed, right, from the 2021 summer low, and we came back up and retested it as resistance at this point. Right. Um, now, does that mean we're just going to keep going down? Not necessarily. Uh, but to give even more perspective, Ethereum did the exact same thing. Uh, the 2021 summer low, it depends on the exchange, of course, but on Binance, it was at 1650. We literally wick to it perfectly and reject it off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it that that's a perfect short. Absolutely. Boom, you know, um, and so Ethereum rallied over 80%. Like it was $880. It rallied 87%. You know, so like, oh, we're going to 3K. It's like, well, you already went up 80 something percent. How many people bought at a thousand dollars and know that? the markets really haven't changed economy economics everything inflation is still increasing according to the cpi data none of that has changed but people have short term memory in trading and it already rallied over 80% what are you looking for like 400% in a bear market you know um so that's something to look out for you know i mean yeah this is obviously a much higher high in this current structure we're in um on the daily here and, you know, I, I see a, a definite possibility for us to come back to about 1250 on Ethereum at a minimum. That would make sense because that was our resistance for several, several weeks there on the daily. And one other thing to point out uh, is the Ethereum Bitcoin chart. And we we have this triangle that I know I know no one in the podcast can uh, see this, of course. But this triangle is something I've followed for over a year at this point. And 
Well, we came back up to retest said triangle, and we rejected off of it perfectly several times on this daily here. And this last time we did, we did it with swing failure pattern. We wicked well above it and sold it off. And we have it with hidden bearish divergence. Like we're higher, we're higher now on the wolf pack, or we were, than we were at the all time high, or, or at least this most recent macro high back in December. Like we extended way beyond that. And then just for good measure, we stuck a, a regular bearish divergence because that's normally how it works, right? Hidden followed by a regular and rejected off of that again. So, you know, we, we could push up more, but I definitely think there's some downside coming here um, when it comes to the Ethereum Bitcoin valuation. If you account for 80 something percent rally in Ethereum USD value and this, you know, the, 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 the bearish divergences, it, there's a lot. And the fact that we retested this triangle perfectly several times um, and rejected off of it every time. So we never closed above it. So, yeah, I know bearish stuff. It's annoying, um, <laughs> you know, but it's also perspective because, yeah, the short term memory, you know. Absolutely. There is one thing I want to point out with those charts. Um, just something that maybe you I'm not sure if you caught, but, you know, uh, from everything that we've essentially from the moment that we broke down from uh, both your triangle and uh, the BTC level, you know, there was bullish divergence on each move um, since we've broken below the support. It's not always a concrete case, but, you know, a lot of the time, obviously, we're, we're seeing these these shorter term bearish divergences start to play out and probably will continue to play out. But they're fighting against a much larger bullish divergence that is saying that ever since we broke said support, we've been diverging. And as long as that is maintained, you know, it gives us a much better case for a higher low in the midterm, short term, is what I'm trying to get around to saying. Essentially, like the macro is already starting to shift up, you know, so unless they can completely shift the midterm back down hard enough where the macro will just, you know, turn over and play dead again, it's going to be really tough to change that that overall momentum of the macro that we're shifting up i think that's that's one of the biggest opium uh things that we have right now for the bulls is that you know i like i said there is a lot of stuff that's built up confluence wise but they have to use it they have to use it we have to see them maintain their levels and 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 support in those spots that you know that we need to hold in order to keep the structure and keep the momentum and keep them and just all the all the above. So if we do find a higher low in the you know the high twenty thousands or right around twenty one five hundred whatever, um, you know we'd be looking to again pressure into twenty three to twenty five. I really think that once we get that close of at least a four hour above twenty five five hundred, then then we can start looking for that twenty eight to 30k level obviously from what happens at that level if we do get there we'll dictate what's going to happen next you know if we start seeing a major rejection off of 30 we would then expect a support level at 25 to 20 23 to 25 to hold if it didn't hold after breaking through it then we'd be in big poo poo you know but if we do break through i would imagine that the weekly is going to tc up 
and then there's going to be nothing that they can do to stop it. You know, daily mm-hmm. might some pushback. That's what that would give us the push down to 23 to 25 again. But ultimately, you know, we'd be turned up. We'd be looking great. The market structures would be great. Yada, yada, yada. Exactly. So I, de- I definitely think there's, you know, potential for that move up, like I was saying before. But it's also I'm also keeping in in like my back pocket, you know, just remembering <laughs> just the, the overall, um, I guess, a- economical situation, geopolitical, all that stuff going on, you know, but uh, following the TA regardless, you know, and with TC and all that, it definitely looks like the push up should still happen with the structure reforming for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we don't know. Maybe in a week that completely changes because of earnings reports and Fed news and yada, 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 you know, that we have to take every day. Uh, with a grain of salt for the next week or two, I would say, just because we should have heightened volatility and more fuckery coming in because of said volatility. Mm-hmm. But overall, we haven't lost our market structure. We haven't lost our FIB levels. The daily still looks great and strong. Weekly still looks good. And I'm really not too worried about it until, like I said, we break this like local midterm bottom of essentially where the body closes are on our lows. So ETH, you know, ETH probably has a lot more room in this case than Bitcoin because it really has been kind of lagging behind. It's either pushing ahead or it's falling behind, which, you know, it's it it does show strength in the Ethereum, which is good. Um, But at the same time, it should already be quite a bit lower as to per where Bitcoin is from where we've fallen. And you're absolutely right. I could definitely see, you know, around 13 or the high $1,200 region being retested, maybe even a little bit lower. But to get back to that and to find support would be, you know, solidifying for the bulls in this case. And I think that ETH has an as a chance here that because it's lagging so f- slowly behind that maybe it doesn't get all the way down to where it should go. And actually, if if everything's going to maintain bullish, it's probably only going to get close to maybe like thirteen fifty, maybe you know closer to fourteen, kind of deal. Just totally miss the mark by a couple, maybe a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever, and then see continuation from there. Because it really has been resilient, as we've seen to uh, to push back. But that doesn't mean that it can't come in the next couple of days if people just start to see, well, okay, well, the rest of the market's coming down. ETH really hasn't come down. It probably should be going down. You know, they start jumping out of the boat from there. Hmm, yes, yes, yes. So, some interesting things to be paying attention to for the next week or two. I really would recommend being resilient and uh, paying attention for the next couple of weeks to what's going on. Um, things might change. Going forward, back and forth a couple times, as long as the overall momentum continues to push up, I don't think we have to worry about it. But again, things are potentially bound to change. And with that all being said, Jay, do you have any finishing thoughts, anything else you'd like to add before we close things off? Yeah, um, if, uh, you know, if things do start dropping more than expected, um, you know, uh, don't shit your pants. Just plan the trade, you know, um, it's uh, easy to say, right? But just have a plan um, and look for look for the highs above, you know, not just if we drop, if we come up too. 
look for highs above, you know, plan that trade. Okay, well, uh, I'm, you know, I'm looking for higher here. Where are your take profits? You know, where are your sell points? Because it's still, in my opinion, still sell the rally. Like this is not, you know, hodl situation in my opinion. Of course, this is not financial advice, uh, but, you know, look for your take profit spots and be ready to actually take them. Don't, you know, sit there and say, oh, I could get, you know, like, like I, like I said, Ethereum went up 87% and don't have short term memory. But, you know, if we come down where your buy spots going to be and be ready to take advantage of those situations, um, because you never know. You never know uh, where, where we could go, right? So that's really it. Just be prepared, man. Be a Boy Scout and don't shit your pants. Exactly. I mean, if you were prepared from the get-go, you would have taken profits in the 24 to you know higher 23K region, and you'd be looking for this retest, and you'd be very happy right now. As long as you've taken profits, your butt is covered, even if we come all the way back. You know, If we do come back to like 19 at this point, um, I'd be very excited to be adding to my position at that level yeah and oh hey check out what Haimo put in the uh sessions chat it's a great question more involving uh divs and like a one hour six hour stuff like that definitely more up your alley than mine let me see technical question for you guys notice how we only needed the one hour bearish divergences to send us down to 19k from the last high and now we also got pushed down by the same one hour divergences only even if we invalidated the four-hour divs, we still got the drop quite. We got to drop quite much. Probable the effects of weekly being in the red still. When weekly was green, we needed at least six-hour divergence to pull us down, push us down. And would you guys consider this being a thing to take into account? Uh, definitely, definitely taking it into account. Hi, Mo. You know, uh, we've said that in the last couple sessions. The weekly is still fairly deep in the red money flow you know even if we do get a tc uh it's not going to be as strong as it would be if the money flow was lining up with that triple confirmation so we still have to be very um careful as we're pacing forward and i you know of course those more midterm uh divergences are going to have a much stronger effect for us going up so hopefully that answers your question and what you were pointing out. Um, yeah, the weekly, since the weekly is approaching the zero line on the wolf pack, it's usually, a, uh, you know, <laughs> that's usually a place to look for some sort of rejection, right? And depending on either side you're on, and if we're on the, if we're in the red side right now, that's where you should be kind of watching, you know, um, and maybe from there, if we do, maybe we do, and then we form another bullish divergence. Right. So that's just something to look for. Yes. Yes. Like we are not cut and dry. We're going up for sure. It's all bullish. It's all good. We still have things to consider. There's still, you know, money flow in the red. We're still TC down technically on the weekly. The multi day, the four day and stuff still has some things to work out. So definitely some shenanigans, you know, but you got to look at the overall uh, momentum of everything. And it's it's definitely trying right now. It's not confirmed, but it is trying to turn up with its might. And, you know, it's good enough to be to be ready for it. But at the same time, you know, if you had taken shorts or at least a starting short position based on the four hour divergence and whatnot, and you do get a daily TC down, you add to it, you know, you're you could still be well, 
yeah, see, this is tough because we're essentially we're in the long based on daily. Maybe you've moved it up to two or three day, but I don't know if holding it if daily TCs back down is a great idea unless we were to see um, almost instantaneous, you know, uh, bouncing after we were to TC down. Like if if the the very next open we start pushing back up, obviously it's you know probably not that strong of a thing, but. Yes, good stuff to keep in mind. Great question, Haimo. We appreciate it. Uh, with that all being said, everybody, uh, we appreciate all of our listeners from around the world. If you guys haven't checked out TripleConfirmation.com yet, I highly recommend to do so. We'll have all our information of the up-and-coming uh, trading bot, as well as our Discord groups, where you can join us live for these podcast sessions if you would like to do so. Uh, follow the links. and. Have yourself a great rest of your day. Ciao.